hello there. What a great week it is in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Spring is not sprung, but man, does it feel like it. 69 degrees and sunny. Woohoo! That's right, my bike is out and about with me on it. Which gets you to thinking, right? Shedding those pounds that maybe some of us might have put on during quarantine, not out and about as much, drinking a little bit more than we used to, or eating. Hey, we're in this together. And when you start taking off the layers of clothes, the sweaters, the coats, you're thinking, hmm, time to shape up, baby. Well, you're in luck because I'm starting a series starting next week for us, the three-month countdown or Summer's here, spring is sprung, whatever you want to call it. But we're gearing up to get in that incredible shape. That's right. Bring on that mental and physical well-being. We want to feel good inside and out. Most important thing is feeling healthy and really confident about who you are and what you look like. And then, you know, you want to make some changes. We're in this together. My next guest, I just instantly fell in love with. And matter of fact, Letitia and I, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to do together my virtual book tour at Hub City Books. That's right, Hub City Books. You can check it out and sign up online. It is free, but you really should sign up ahead of time. You can ask questions if you want or not. Just listen. We are going to be there to answer anything you want to know about getting that mental and physical well-being on. With my book, Train Your Head and Body Will Follow, and Leticia, ooh, she's an amazing chef. Her book, Latin Superfoods, 100 Simple, Delicious, and Energizing Recipes, I can tell you they are awesome and they are amazing and they make you feel good inside and out. So this is going to be a fun time next week. I hope you can join us. If you're not available at that time next Thursday, I think that's the, that's right. It's the 18th. It's the day after St. Patty's Day. We'll definitely record it, but I would love to see you there. And for now, enjoy the podcast. You are going to have so much fun listening to it. Please share, rate, like, do all the things to support us and check us out on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Until next time. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Ah, my let's keep it real people. I've been waiting for Letitia Swartz to come on for a little bit. We tried to get her on earlier. There was confusion in my schedule. I was like, no, I got her book. The publisher sent me her book, and it looks amazing, and If you know me, even a little bit, you know how much I'm a foodie. I love eating great food. I eat almost anything. I like geeking clean, though. 
I'm not the best cook, but looking at her book, I definitely could cook and I want to cook, but let me tell you about it before I bring her up. Letitia is a cookbook author, spokesperson, and food journalist who's passionate about food and cooking. Health 7 Fitness and Culture and Travel. Health 7 Fitness and Culture and Travel. Oh, all that I love. She is nationally recognized food personality in the U.S. and frequently appears on major network programs such as the Today Show, NBC, CT Live, NBC, ooh, Fox News, Sarah's Weeknight Meals, PBS, and more. As a journalist, her work has been featured at a variety of web and print media outlets such as the New York Times, Fine Cooking Magazine, Saver, The Washington Post, Eating Well, and more. She is currently appearing on Best, oh, I love this. I eat all my leftovers. Best Leftovers Ever, a new TV series on Netflix. Hello, Leticia. How are you? Hi, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, before we get started, I know your name on the book is different than just Leticia Swartz. So say the whole thing to me. Oh, my name on my books are Leticia Moreno Schwartz, which is my maiden name. Leticia Moreno's. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Latin superfoods is in the house. I love the way it says 100, by the way, simple, delicious, and energizing recipes for total health. You got me right there. I mean, that's it. And the pictures are beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a great book. All right. Now, before we get started, though, I ask every guest if you were going to just say one word that best describes your past 30 days, whatever word just pops in your head, how would you describe your past 30 days? I would use the same word that it describes my my last year and my last 10 years, which is health. You know, oh. I, I'm so focused on health and healthy eating and healthy everything. You know, my entire oh. day is is runs around that. Uh, besides working, of course, but... <laughs> It's part of your work. It's part of your work, exactly. I work around health. So, yeah, I I would use that word, and I think it's a beautiful word. So let me ask you this. You said for the past 10 years, was it not your focal point before then? Did something change? You're like, I really care about health and vitality? Yeah, I guess there... there there is a change that happened in in um in the middle of uh you know the course of my life i have always been um connected with type 2 diabetes but okay. yeah yeah and that's how like i worked for 7 years as the spokesperson for a healthy living campaign in which yeah yeah in which we talked to um you know people around the country who suffered from type 2 diabetes and at some point when my family started to their health started to you know go downhill i started to swim in the other direction i mean growing up i mean it's kind of like, it's not that i didn't incorporate exercise into my life before i have mm-hmm. always um, you know, paid attention to exercise, especially because I grew up in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, which is right on the beach, you know, so it's, there's a certain um, appeal that comes from the town, 
you know, from from just by being there. Um, mm. But at one point, I did see, you know, some members of my family really suffering from type 2 diabetes. And that's when I said, all right, I really need to take this in the other yeah. direction and, you know, take control of my health. So if you don't mind me asking, besides eating healthy and having a healthy lifestyle, do you still have to uh, take medicine for it? I actually, I don't. I don't take medicine. Um, it was exactly, that is, um, you know, that's how I kind of like successfully, uh, at least I feel this way, that I've been swimming in the other direction to the point that I don't need to take medicine. I saw what's happening with you know, members of my family. And I said, I don't want to go there. I don't want to live yeah. that kind of yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it's really interesting. I don't know if you know this, but until 2019, I owned health clubs and my business partner, David Rambo at the time, he found out that he had type two diabetes and they put him on all this medication. He was like young, maybe 30 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then after being on it for a while, and having a family and two kids, I remember him saying, no way, I don't want to be on all this medicine, you know? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he changed his whole lifestyle. I mean, he was working out, but he really cleaned up what he was eating. Mm -hmm. And first of all, he lost tons of weight, but he also got off all the medicine. It's crazy. Yeah, everything. And his wife started um, cooking differently. I don't know if they're paleo, if they're keto. I don't know what they are right now, but I know they eat extremely healthy and they cook from scratch. But it was amazing from all the medicines he went on and he just was like cleaned out of it. He doesn't have to take it anymore. And he actually started a company called Simplex Health, which is all about a nutrition company, teaching people how to eat healthy so that they can you know, possibly get off the medication or not take as much and feel great. So that's amazing. I've seen such differences in people's lives. You know, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. And the great thing, just like this story, is that, you know, a lot of people think that once you have diabetes, you can't revert, you know, the condition, but you can get off the medicine. You can live, you know, as if you don't have type 2 diabetes, you know, because um, it's really about healthy lifestyle and, and yeah. eating and paying attention. And But I think that there's a lot of misconceptions around that too, you know, especially, um, you know, talking to people around the country. I think that, first of all, people think that eating healthy equals boring foods. Ugh. You know, like how yeah. many people think that they associate healthy foods with a boring diet? They associate, you know, that typical example, like a piece of, you know, steamed broccoli with a piece <laughs> of chicken. And that's what they have in mind, Yeah, which yeah. was the reason why I wanted to write this book you know, to show people that you don't have to sacrifice flavor. If you make interesting food, yeah, it becomes yeah. delicious. Well, you know, I, I saw that firsthand because uh, David's wife, Lisa, she started, you know, just really getting into all these different fun recipes and she would bring food to work or even desserts. And they were better than the stuff you know, that had all the other crap in it. And I was like jealous because 
oh my God, the food tasted amazing. Like I said, and I don't think it has to do, you know, okay, you only can do it on or keto or this or that. You know, that's what I wanted to talk about because I have a lot of questions here with people saying, if I want to eat clean, if I want to eat healthy, and it's really pertaining to you with the Latin superfoods, do I have to be on a specific paleo, keto, Mediterranean diet? No, not at all. I think that different diets appeal to different people and different body yes. types. You know, so uh, I can't go in there and say, you know, this this is no good. Of course, this is good. If this is good for you, if your body, yeah, yeah. you know, adapts well into a keto diet without... Um, you know, without carbs, go for it. You yeah, know, yeah. nobody knows your body better than yourself. And that's what mm -hmm. we need to, you know, uh, honor. You know, I think we need to be the pilot of our health and not, yeah. not, you know, count on the doctors so much. I mean, of course, we need them of always. But I think that there's a lot of people who, you know, give them... Uh, a hundred percent of the credit when they don't know your body as well as you do. Ooh, I love that. I love. So, Leticia, do you cook for a large family? Like, who lives in your house right now? So, I have a, a medium uh, family. I have two kids, so it's mm -hmm. uh, the four of us. Um, at the moment, though, my son is in college. And yeah, yeah. And my daughter is going to college in in the fall. So pretty soon we, you know, we went from four to three and now we're going to be the two of us. So yeah. Empty nesters. <laughs> That's not a big family. <laughs> no, the reason I'm saying that because it's, it's just really bringing back all these memories of my partner and his wife and how they raised the kids on eating all this amazing healthy food and they love it. And you know how you hear people People say that's what I was wondering about your children oh they're not going to eat this they're not going to eat that it's not like they don't look forward to the food you know it's amazing right and you know what's so interesting about this I'm so glad that you're bringing the kids uh, you know the subject of kids because everybody asks and of course when they're you know really really small kids like ages two and four you see a lot of um you know, oh, I don't like greens, I don't like this, and they eat a lot of mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. That's normal. But what I saw happening with, you know, my own kids, and now they're, you know, 20 and 18, um, is that when when they are exposed to, you know, delicious foods and healthy foods, it becomes normal for them. You know, mm -hmm. by the age of, I would say, maybe six and eight or eight and ten I can't remember exactly but they started to transition from you know the classic mac and cheese and chicken nuggets into more interesting foods and by the time they were teenagers when they used to bring other friends to to our house to have dinner and then the friends were go like oh my god this is delicious oh my <laughs> yeah. god this is amazing so they started to realize oh yeah my mom yeah she cooks and you know she's a cookbook <laughs> author and this is and and so it, it it when it comes from you know the friends i think yes. that 
that woke them up to like, oh yeah, there's delicious food in my house. So every time they would get together, they would say, oh, let's go to his house because his mom can cook for us. And, you know, it kind of like became part of our lives that mm. my kids would bring all of their friends and we would just, you know, have a cooking party and a dinner party and everybody yeah. loved it. Well, Leticia, where do you live? What state? I live in Connecticut. Not too far. I would Not come too to any far. You're a Philly girl, I'm a Philly, right? yeah. <laughs> I would come to any dinner party at your house. Are you <laughs> kidding? And I get it. Even though you had two kids, I'm sure your house was jam-packed with people because gathering around the table, eating healthy, fun food, who wouldn't want to be there, right? And that's what cooking does, right? I think mm. that cooking brings... Uh, people together food brings every you know everybody together and and food the thing that I that I always find about it is that you can take food in so many directions you know you can take food and talk about politics or you can talk about love you can talk about chemistry you can talk about economics you can I mean food can have so many meanings I know you're making me hungry. I'm sitting here going up. <laughs> and speaking about that, I also wanted to mention because I I have just participated in a new Netflix show called Best Leftovers Ever. And one of the reasons that I'm actually so proud of the show is that they took to a very serious topic like food waste. You know, food waste Ooh. is a very political topic. Mm. And this production company said, all right, let's take leftovers, which is food waste. We all have to deal with, you know, what's for dinner tonight? Every, every, every day at five o'clock, we ask ourselves this question, right? And mm -hmm. they, they, they gave a spin and put it like a fun and entertainment uh, aspect to this food waste and turn it into a reality competition show, you know. So, you know, taking food leftovers, which can be like there is a documentary in which I think Anthony Bourdain was the narrator, and uh, oh. you know, it was it was very serious about food waste. And now there's this fun and entertaining competition also about food waste. Oh, it's a competition. It's a competition, yeah, and it's pretty much the, the premises of the show is that, you know, each episode shows three contestants and we're given, mm -hmm. you know, leftovers, two rounds of leftovers, and very typical of what we deal on the everyday life, like yeah. how many times... You know, you order Chinese and then you have, you know, a little bit of, you know, rice, in you know in the fridge and you need to do something or you have like a quarter of a chicken pot pie or you have a matzo ball soup that you ordered from the deli you know so it's very typical and classic leftovers and we're giving a set and we need to come up with a completely new dish well let me just tell you something when i've read that I was doing happy dances all over my house because <laughs> I'll tell you why. Number uh, one, tell me why. 
I'll tell you, I, I, I'm not, like I said, it's not like I don't love great food and I wouldn't want to learn a little bit more about cooking, but I have a lot of other things I love to do and my husband loves to cook. So he'll cook, and I'm reading all your little tips here, but it's exactly what we do. He cooks on Sundays and on normally Sundays, it's a lot yes. of grilling, mostly, sometimes Italian stuff. He's really great at Italian. He's Swedish. You don't know why, but he loves cooking Italian or grilling or smoking. So we'll take all that on Sunday. And then throughout the week, I pair it with different fun sides, but we'll also eat lots of leftovers. Well, like if he makes the steak, sometimes I'll just chop it up and put some kind of sauce or veggies with it. And we love in this house leftovers where a lot of my friends, if we go out to dinner or whatever, they I have like three couples I can think of. They do not eat leftovers. So I'll say, I'll take your leftovers home. We'll eat them. I know it sounds goofy, but I know we'll make something of it. And come up with something new. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm totally in favor of cooking on, you know, I mean, in my case, it's also Sundays. I think Sundays works uh, for a yes. lot of people, but it, whatever day works for you, you know, and then you do some prep ahead of time. And also that's what I tell in my book, Latin Superfoods. You know, it's, it's a matter of treating the freezer as your friend. I'm not in favor of going out to the supermarket and go to the freezer aisle and start buying, you know, all the industrial, but I am fully in flavor, in, in favor of, um, you know, flavor. Yeah, you know, yeah, favor yeah. and flavor, <laughs> you know. Of you want music. your flavor in your food, so exactly. make it yourself and freeze it, right? Exactly, there you go. You know, and that's why I feel that if you double the recipe, I mean, let's say you're going to make a, I don't know, lasagna or shepherd's pie. It's not any more work to double the recipe, you know, and there you go. You freeze one and you have it for, you know, a month later. And I do that all the time. So, um, you know, it's, um, and there's also like other little tips. For example, people are not very familiar with sofrito. Sofrito is, it's, I mean, I mean, there's, it sounds like this Spanish word, you know, mm -hmm. but it's really a mixture of vegetables, just onions and garlic and oregano and, you know, just a little, a, a little seasoning, let's call it this way, you know, that you can prepare. And then if you add sofrito to anything, to a rice, to a sauce, to, you know, to top a piece of, you know, grilled chicken, or if you mix broccoli with sofrito, you know, anything, everything tastes better with sofrito, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so it's like it definitely has onions and garlic in it? Yeah, exactly. It's a mixture of onions and garlic. As soon as my husband starts cooking onions and garlic, I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat whatever he puts in it, you know, because like, it smells so... Yeah, so is that recipe in your book? Yeah, there are tons of recipes in my book, and I use sofrito in a lot of them. There okay. isn't a recipe for sofrito because it's not a recipe. You see oh. what I'm saying? I you I apply into the recipes. Basically, you, when you say, for example, oh, um, you know, sweat the garlic and then add the onions. There's a sofrito. Oh, okay. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I understand. You got to go back yeah. to basics for me. All right, Leticia, biggest question, and I have to admit, I picked it for me too, is if I really am not that enthused about cooking every night, 
but I want to eat great foods. And a lot of people ask the same question. Where would you start? What recipes in your book would you start with? And which ones are less difficult? You know, because for me, once I see over five ingredients, my head goes spinning. I go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, that is a huge question. And you touched a very important point. Um, There are a lot of people who don't like to cook. And they tell me honestly, like they come to cooking. I, I teach cooking classes all the time. I've been teaching cooking classes for like over 15 years, of course, before the pandemic in person yeah. and since yeah. the pandemic virtually, which by the way, I'm I'm teaching even more virtually than ever before. You know? I bet. Exactly. I bet. It is so effective. And there are a lot of people that, that, that tell me, I just don't like it. I want to like it, but I don't. I hate cooking. And so what I tell those people is find one, anything between one and three things that you know how to make that are healthy and that you can work around it, you know. And also, like, if you find some knife skills that you can, um, that you can master, it life becomes easier because I think that a lot of the people that don't like to cook or they they think that they don't like to cook or they say that they don't like to cook is because cooking takes a long time for them. Yes, that's it. That's it. Right? Yeah. And it's not just cooking. Let's let's face reality. It's shopping. It's l- prepping, it's eating, and then cleaning. So there is a lot involved. But if you learn how to master some knife skills, you know, instead of taking 20 minutes to chop an onion, you can chop an (laughs) onion in 40 seconds. Oh, I get it. You're right, because (laughs) it does take me forever to chop the onion. (laughs) Right? I mean... It's, you know, cooking does take time, but as you master some knife skills and some cooking techniques, you can apply and make anything. Like my brother, for example, he didn't know how to cook. He didn't, he didn't like cooking and, and not, he didn't have the time. A lot of people, they, they, and, and I believe, of course, it is, it, it is real. I mean, we have jammed schedules, you know, especially before the pandemic. Like, um, my brother also lives in Connecticut, and he used to commute to New York City. So it would be an hour and a half of commute, Ooh, you know, yeah. per day. And then he comes home at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I mean, he doesn't want to start, you know, making dinner. So I you know, walked him through, you know, let's get some Sunday preparation here, you know, and he's the typical example. He learned how to, you know, chop things faster, cook a few things faster, and now he's handling dinner a a lot better, you know, during the weeknight. You know what? I get that. Yeah. I get that. I think that when you don't like or you don't know, you don't want to learn, I think that it's that you know, change of mindset. If you can learn, you can work around it. I'm not asking everybody to fall in love with cooking. I totally respect that there's always going to be a lot of people that they don't want to cook. They do takeouts. Fine. 
you know, but if you are willing to learn, you can improve many, many points in your lifestyle and then consequently in your health. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's about health. You know, people come to my cooking classes when they start telling me, you know, I've been doing takeouts and, I, you know, we try some Chinese food sometimes. We try this, we try that, but I guess I'm putting on weight. I need to do something. Yes, you yes. Know? <laughs> and especially after the pandemic, people are putting on weight. Yes, yes. And you know what, though? I was thinking about you saying your virtual show. Of course, <laughs> it's going to kick butt right now because that's what people are doing more. They're home more. So, you know, for the first maybe few months, they did do a lot of takeout. But I know even my friends are like, okay, now I'm bored. I, I'll support my local people, but I can't keep going there four or five nights a week. It's getting expensive, number one. And number two, you, you know, they, they put on weight eating some of the foods that they normally wouldn't eat. So now's the time if you want to, you know, improve your skills to do it while we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that the work you do has, you know, a lot of the same direction. You know, you, you probably focus a little bit more on the fitness part rather mm. than the cooking. But, but it's also with the same goal. You yes, know, it's yes. looking for health. It's spreading joy as your name, right? And and yeah. I've I've watched a couple of your interviews. You know, you spread joy through fitness and exercise, and I spread joy through cooking. Yeah, yeah. And you want to know something? In the last few years, it really has shifted for me. In that, most of my clients. They originally would hire me for the fitness, right? I want to get in shape. I want to work out. And same thing, you know, you could do it virtually. But now, 90% of my audience and my clients, it's more for the mental component. You know, where like, you know, about me, it's like train your head, bio, follow. But they do the mental coaching and then they go off and they'll do the workouts online or follow somebody, you know, that they like and bring in a nutritionist, but it's really the umbrella of us, do you know what I mean? And getting them in the right headspace, because I do agree with you as far as cooking is a lot about health and you want to enjoy it because you could eat healthy, like you said, and I'm, for me, like I'm getting bored. I was like so excited to bring you on because I'm bored. Like I eat healthy, but it's the same old thing. And I wanted to find fun ways out that I don't want to not cook because really when I do it, I actually really do enjoy it, but it's like you said, I don't want it to be time consuming because there's so many other things. Like I have a lot of things I enjoy. So I didn't even think, it's so funny. I don't even know why I didn't think, oh, if I improve those skills, it will take less. But you know, it's also what you, we were talking about. It's like, find the things you like. I was thinking about that. My friends, I think, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to their house and get whatever. They only have five to seven meals that they cook over and over again, or five to seven appetizers. So they probably perfected it and it doesn't take that long. Right, right. You know? But that's what I, again, that's what I try to do in, you know, with the recipes in my cookbook. I think that, you know, a typical example of that, I'm thinking of two. There's one recipe that's uh, for a broccoli fajita. And mm. basically, you roast the broccoli. You put it in a in a um, kind of like in a taco, 
you know, and then you spread a vinaigrette. I make it with uh, cashews and peanuts, but you can make mm. with any type of nuts. And you also make like an orange peppery sauce. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, you're eating broccoli, but it's such a jazzy and fun and entertaining way to eat broccoli yeah. that you want to take that recipe. And oh my God, I never thought that broccoli could taste so interesting and so delicious you know you, i think see that's what i meant by the mindset you believe something like i believe oh my gosh it's difficult you have to be doing it forever who's going to start now and that's not true you know it, it's that it's me saying that's not true how can i find recipes that i really enjoyed that won't take forever and your little tricks like you said, just doing that with the broccoli, and I freaking love broccoli, you know, is going to be doing the happy dance in my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The same thing I do with cucumber. Most people don't know what to do with a cucumber rather than just peeling. Oh, yeah. let me peel a cucumber. And then they yeah. chop it up. And But cucumber, I mean, really, you can do so much with a cucumber. Even if you salt the cucumber and put it in a colander and let it get crunchy, there alone, you can, like, it's really, it's tastier than Doritos, you know? It's munching. And that's why really? I called it, I called it I, the name of the recipe is Addictive cucumber salad because it's the kind of cucumber that oh this is good and you just can't stop eating it's so crunchy in your mouth mm. all you do is put salt and then of course you make a, an interesting vinaigrette you put a little bit of a crunch and look in the book I put like a quinoa crunch but you can put anything you know, make a crunch out of nuts, make a crunch out of, you know, toasted grains, you know, anything. It's just a matter of, you know, looking at vegetables and say, how can I make this taste interesting? Mm. You know what? I'm sitting here. I'm going to give you a true confession for the, for the first, first time. time. Give it I... to me. <laughs> <laughs> give it to the... me, Sandy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're like, it's so... Here's the deal. I tell everybody that with working out. Like you're making this big hairy deal about it. Like you think, oh my God, I got to work out an hour every single day to get results. And that's first of all, not true. Or I have to meditate on top of a mountain to become one with all and not true. And I say, break down the barrier. Do a little bit. Start with five minutes a day. Do little things. Pick things you love. Don't go and say, oh, I have to do this work. I hate it. No, there's a million workouts out there. And what I realized, Letitia, and you just uncovered it, Miss Pansy here has been doing that with cooking. Mm -hmm. That I built up these blocks. So I just go, all right, use my husband's stuff, make my same peas, make my same, like I eat lots of vegetables, but boring, boring, boring. But I put this block in my head that it's time consuming and difficult. So I am not heeding my own advice, but thanks to you, not anymore, Letitia. Absolutely. The same principles that you apply into fitness, I apply into cooking. And mm. you've been helping your clients with fitness. I've been helping my clients with cooking. But if you look, it's absolutely the same. It's breaking that barrier, 
you know, that cooking takes a lot of time, that, you know, steamed broccoli is boring. Yes, steamed broccoli is boring if you eat it plain. <laughs> but if you make a, a jazzy vinaigrette and with a mustard sauce and with this yeah. and that, then all of a sudden, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to steam broccoli all the time. You know, I'm, and I'm going to make something interesting. And and I, I agree. It's a matter of mindset. It's a matter of discipline your thoughts you know if you keep believing if you tell yourself i hate cooking i hate cooking it takes a lot of time i don't like okay, all right then yeah. keep believing in that and you'll be you know a slave of takeouts and yeah. you'll keep putting on weight you know and it's mm -hmm. it's a choice you yeah. know and the same thing happens with fitness and cooking while I'm sitting here, and I was thinking about a workshop, it all tied in last night that I was doing for coaches. And they were talking about even if you're a coach, there's things that you believe, that you believe for years, that you may be so subconscious you're not even aware of it until you start doing some deep diving. Right. And so I asked today, my thing, if you read my journal, it said eyes wide open to new opportunity. And then it says, and how you're going to reach that. And I have my movement. And then I swear to you, it says, veggies, veggies, veggies. <laughs> and then for you, come on. And you're talking all about how you do jazzy, which just saying jazzy, I want to eat it right away. It means words mean so much cucumbers and jazzy broccoli. And I'm thinking, here I am at my age having this belief about cooking. You see what I mean? And still not really realizing it's affecting me. So how about you? Absolutely. And the great thing about it is that what 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 is really a problem health wise is the lack of good food is not if in other words, if you take let's say your your diet is based on 80 or 85 percent of good things that okay. your body can handle 10 percent of the bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. in other words, <laughs> if I you eat you. your salads, if you eat your vegetables, you know, yeah. you can you can have a cookie here and there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, I wish you were around the corner. I'd give you a big hug. Oh, that's what we can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to no. make a plan because even before we um, started this conversation, when, when I heard, you know, when I received, you know, the email from your team and said, oh... Um, you know, let's do an interview with Sandy Joy. And I started to research your work. I was like, oh my God, this is such a great connection. You know, just like what we said two minutes ago, what you're yeah, doing yeah. with fitness, I'm doing with health. Yeah. So I would yeah. love in the near future for us to get together and, and put it to, you know, face-to-face -face connection. Yeah, a we got to collaborate somehow because... Yes. I have all these ideas in my head about shows and I'm just doing another show, which we'll talk about later about overcoming the weekend. And it's, it's about blowing it on the weekend. Right. And this one is just for 21 to 30 year olds, but they blow it. They, you know, they drink too much. You get it right now. There's a lot of stuff going on and they feel like, okay, that's their outlet, but then they want to eat healthy during the week. And part of it is, but it takes too long. But yet they do, so they end up just making, one guy said, I just, I eat turkey, burgers, and broccoli, and I'm sick of it. 
turkey burgers have, and so they they want fun new ways that group to eat healthy so i mean but there's lots of different things but i got to get back to this because your book because i go through it and one of the first pages i turn to and i'm a pumpkin freak and i drink protein shakes every day there's a pumpkin protein shake in here yeah i'm with you on that I'm a huge fan of shakes and juices and smoothies, uh, not just the drinkable, but even the spoonful, you know, when you, I do a lot of power bowls. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I put a lot of recipes um, in the book, um, you know, for carrot ginger smoothie and Cucumba lemonade. <laughs> Cucumba really is cucumber, of course. But, you know, I do play with... I think that that's, yeah. that's the thing about cooking, too. Like, it brings all of my passions together. You know, it, yeah. bring, it brings languages. Like, you know, I... I I play with accents when I'm cooking. I play with words. I play with songs and music. It really brings everything together you know, in the kitchen. <gasps> oh my goodness. We got to have a cooking show virtually with you. I do so many workshops. We have to do something on Zoom where you're cooking and I'm cooking. By the way, just so you know, I'm just going to tell you this. I am starting a summer countdown and it's starting the week of, I think it's March 16th or whatever, which is exactly three months to summer. And my whole thing was I was challenging myself to cook more. I am going to film myself cooking some of your recipes. I love that. I, I am. Love I mean, that. which is going to be challenging for me to do that, but I'm going to do it because that's it. I'm going to break this block in my brain and I'm starting this whole thing. Like I'm doing this big social media preach, like because a lot of people, even more than ever, are like, oh crap, now I'm going to be outside. Now I'm going to see people. And they've been in with the, the pandemic and the quarantine. And a lot of people, even if they worked out and ate healthy, they did more of the eating than the working out. So there's people saying, Sandy, I really did put on 20 pounds. And these are people that work out. I don't know. There's got to be a combination here, Leticia. There's got to be a combination. No, I agree. I agree. And again, I think that if we, if we change our minds towards the kitchen, you know, I think that yeah. everybody can agree that the kitchen is really like the grand central of the household. Absolutely. You know, everything happens in the kitchen. But when it comes to cooking and eating, people still... Um, view the kitchen as like, oh my God, I have to cook and clean and this. But what if you look at the kitchen as, wait a second, this is where all the great conversation happens. This is where, like, I, I'm not kidding, Sandy. I do the dishes singing and dancing. <laughs> I really do. That's the only, I hate doing the dishes just like everybody else in the world. So how can I Make yeah. it fun. Yeah. Well, I put yeah. Broadway shows. I dance with my daughter, you know, when we Aww. do the dishes. I mean, we got to make it fun or else every day you're like, ah, I hate this. I hate cleaning. I don't want to live that kind of life. You know what? True that. And, and by the way, I, my daughter's grown. She's out of the house and she's 39 and has kids and lives in Florida. But my son's 17. So I'm with my husband, my son and five cats and a dog. And 
Everybody is male except for one baby girl kitten. And nobody will dance with me. And I was a dance major. I don't know if you know that. So I know that. I do. I dance and sing. I can't sing. But I do dance. And I actually now enjoy cleaning up because if I didn't, I would just be depressed because my husband is one of those people that he doesn't clean up along the way. When he creates, it looks like a bomb hit. It's almost like he put, Letitia, I need you to come to the house and correct this because he'll take a fork out, taste it, and put it down. Da-da-da, spoon. It is a disaster, like everything. And, you know, if he cooks, then the deal is I clean up. But then sometimes I'm like, yo, homie, this is a little bit like, how could you not clean up along the way? Do you clean up along the way? Or is that how he creates? Just, Right. Yeah, yeah. That too, like I remember, I actually did go to cooking school and worked in restaurants and that was one of the main, you know, lessons that I kept. You have to uh, clean as you go. You can't let it accumulate. Yes. You have to clean as you go. Yeah. Um, You know, but again, it does take time. But I think that, you know, you can't, listen, you can't sing and I can't dance. I could use some dance lessons. The, le- the last time I took dance lessons, I think I was in my teens, you know? And, and then Ooh. life became just too crazy. I mean, I do try to sing a little bit in the kitchen, but the dance, my, my, my daughter always mocks me for the, you know, for my dance moves. So I yeah. could use some new dance moves for sure. I'll give you some. Well, by the way, your daughter's still probably going to mock you, even if you look great. <laughs> exactly. Forever. <laughs> yeah. My son and husband, they always just make fun of me. All right. Well, listen, we got to get some stuff in. You and I could talk forever, forever. but I got to get some of these question questions. All right. Here. Number one is, and I still want to make sure I, I get to this person. In your book, of anywhere to start, they love fish. Which fish recipe would you recommend starting with? And they're not, like, they're just new to cooking, or it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, um, you know, but there is one. I mean, it's it's so hard to say because I love all the recipes. Okay, in my but book. For, for somebody just starting out and they love fish, what would you pick? I would do the uh, red snapper with eggplant and tomato sauce. That oh. recipe is really fantastic. Mm. That eggplant, when you put balsamic with eggplant. It absorbs a certain sweetness. It is mm. so good. Yeah. It's yeah. fish with eggplant and tomato sauce. <laughs> I'm laughing because a few years ago, my girlfriend, um, she's she's a, a big chef for a big catering company, and she used to help me out at my Christmas parties. And people used to think it's me. And I'm like, it's not me. <laughs> she comes in beforehand, makes all the food. But one time she said, I go, oh, my God, I just love all your veggies. She's like, Sandy. You realize I just put them in the broiler and put some balsamic <laughs> on them. It's not a big deal. And I tried it once and they were delicious. Yeah. When you put, you know, when you put balsamic vinegar and roast vegetables, oh my God, because it yeah. it really caramelizes. It's, it's so good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They were so good. All right. So have you been cooking since you're, you know, knee high to a grasshopper, or was this something you developed, or did you always like cooking? I always liked cooking, but when I was growing up in Brazil, 
um, the career of a chef didn't really exist the way that it does now. So I actually went to college in Brazil. I got a degree in economics. I worked in finance. And only then I moved to the U.S. Um, to go to New York City to attend culinary school. Oh. Yeah. Did you love it? I loved it. It was such an epiphany. I remember, and I, I, I kind of like discovered because this, I mean, this is how old we are. I mean, <laughs> even though we don't feel old at all, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s, but this was before the internet. So I was visiting New York as a tourist, and I um, went to visit the French Culinary Institute. That's how it was called. Then it changed. Now it's called the International Culinary Center because they kind of like incorporated other types of cooking and mm -hmm. they realized they can't stick on, you know, French cooking. But when I enrolled, you know, 20, <clears throat> 20 years ago, it was called the French Culinary Institute and it was really an epiphany. It was kind of like an aha moment, like, oh my God, I've been looking for this all my life and I just didn't know it existed. You know, I knew of Le Cordon Bleu and I knew that, you know, you had to go to at that time. I mean, their main school was in Paris, but um, I spoke a little bit of French at the time. It's just that coming to New York seemed more reasonable than going to Paris. So I ended up coming here. <laughs> Tough choice, tough choice. Tough choice, exactly, exactly. And, I, and I'm so glad I am because really it, it took me on a journey that I am so proud of my journey. And, and mm. you know, it's full of ups and downs, as you can imagine, every career is, you know, every yes, business. Yes. Um, but, you know, even when, when we fall, we, you know, you have to bounce back. Yeah. Now, did you grow up with uh, a family that cooked a lot? Did your mom or dad cook? Not at all. Not at all. I am the first person in my family. I mean, in my immediate family. My aunt, mm. she was a great cook and my grandmother was a great cook. But mm. my parents and my brother, they they don't, they never, yeah. It's because in Brazil is, um, I don't know, the, the society is a little different in Brazil. It doesn't, it doesn't cost a lot for you to have help. You know, so we had a lady that used to come and, and cook for us sometimes. And I used to learn from her. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I was wondering who, if you had an influence when you were younger. Yeah, mostly. I would say that it was mostly from my aunt and my grandmother. Yeah. And now what about your kids? Do they like to cook? Does your husband like to cook? They, they love to eat and they love to <laughs> help me. They love to help me in the kitchen because I make it such a fun activity, you know, yeah, yeah. but I think that because they're teenagers, um, you know, and they're so busy with study and activities and this and that, and they know that they'll come home to a fantastic meal. So they help me, but I think that later in their lives is when I'm going to see, okay, I did a good job because now yeah, they yeah. can cook for themselves. Yeah, I, I agree. So what is your, do you have a favorite meal or genre that you go, oh my God, this is my favorite type of food to cook? 
<laughs> or do you love it all? If you love it all. It's so hard to say. I do love it all. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it, it's like asking a, an artist, what's your favorite song? It's, um, I do love it all. I love Mediterranean. I love, I, I certainly love Brazilian and Latin cooking. That, I would yeah. say that it's really my forte. And, okay. you know, I've been working to put Brazilian cuisine on the map. I just wrote an article for Bon Appetit about Brigadeiros, the little Brazilian candy. And I talked about it on the best leftover shows uh, on, on Netflix. So I've mm. been working, but it's, uh, I feel that Brazilian cuisine is, you know, in disadvantage. You know, when you compare that to, let's say, Italian cooking or Indian cooking, those types of cuisines are really, really popular. You know, you see a yeah, lot of yeah. Americans, um, you know, that never went to China. They're cooking Chinese food or Italian food at home on a weeknight basis, you know. Hmm. And I never thought about that. Yeah, exactly. I wish that that would happen to Brazilian cuisine. I did write two books about Brazilian cuisine, but I think that it's not, um, I think that there are some external uh, forces that need to happen for the popularity of one country's cuisine to become more popular, you know? Yeah. And and yeah. I did my part, you know. Yes, books. you did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, you but did. But I think that, it, it, it goes a little beyond that. You know, you need to have, you know, the, the tourism and board needs to come and promote the country, you know, to tell Europeans and Americans, hey, hey, go to Brazil and you need to invest in marketing and campaigns and this. And, you know, all this time we've been, you know, having trouble with our economy in Brazil. So it's not an easy thing yes. to happen. You, you need to have, you know, Brazilian restaurants spread all over the country to make the cuisine popular. We don't have that either. You know, so mm. there's there's a lot of components that needs to happen to yeah, uh, yeah. proliferate the cooking of yeah, yeah. A, a certain country. Well, I do know this. Personally, my husband and I, have been to many Brazilian steakhouses. Many, oh, many. Oh, that's great. Many, that's great. Many. He freaking loves it. I mean, it's like we have to stay there for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I eat all the stuff. I call it at the salad bar, but they just, you know, they keep bringing the meats by, you know, and they, they keep shaving all the different things he's in heaven. So we do our part too, Leticia. Yeah, but that's too. I mean, uh, that is another point. I would love to see other types of restaurants, um, you know, that offer Brazilian cuisine uh, come up across the country because... Good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, the churrascarias, the steakhouse, they're great. I love them. But it's even in, I mean, we're talking about health. You don't go to a churrascaria once a month. You go like once a year because yes, you eat so much. True. You know, so it has it come it comes with a stigma. You know, you don't want to eat that kind of meal on a regular basis. So if other types of restaurants could pop up and ser serve Brazilian cuisine in a more healthy way, you know, I mm -hmm. think that we would probably see a more 
popularization, let's say, yeah. you know. Yeah. Of well, I do want to say one thing, though. I've gone with my friends to those steakhouses, and you can just purchase the salad bar, which has, I mean, it's like a massive meal and soups. Oops. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's you amazing. know, and, exactly. And I would just go for that. I mean, so you could, I think, I don't know what it was, $25 or you can eat, but it wasn't with all the meats. It was just all the veggies and soups and salad. We had a ball and we've gone there a few times before quarantine, of course. So it was amazing. It was amazing. All right. Well, we have to wrap up, man. I'm so sad, Leticia. Oh. But before we do, we have to do rapid fire, which we ask okay. a few questions about you. Just silly questions. You ready? You are well, ready. I don't know, whatever pops into my head. <laughs> They're always usually the same. All right, your favorite color? Green. Green. Now, this is going to be easy for you, but what's your favorite food? Oh, my God. I All right, here now I go. I love chocolate. I have to confess. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Chocolate. All right. I like that. What's something that you can tell us about yourself that most people may not know? Hmm, that I actually love to sing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she really, do you have any favorite songs or a genre? I love Broadway and I do love Brazilian music. I mean, that's another asset of my country that I, okay. I just love Brazilian music. Okay. What's a hobby besides cooking that you enjoy? Spinning, exercise. I really? love spinning. Really? You like to spin? Yeah. So are you able to go to classes now? Are you doing it from home? Right now I'm doing from home. Before the pandemic, I used to go to Soul Cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the point, Sandy, that at one point I even applied to be an instructor. <laughs> oh, that's yes, awesome. That's how crazy yeah. I am for spinning. I could see you like, you know, I love Soul Cycle. When I, it's now in Philly, but at the time it wasn't. I used to go to New York. I would always take their classes because of the mindset with the workout. Yeah. yeah. So wait a minute. So do you have a bike at home? Like, how are you doing it from home? So in the pandemic, I bought a bike. And I do, I, I spin with uh, their, you know, playlist and yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah. 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 When I sold my gyms in 2019, I brought home a lot of fitness equipment. I'm thinking, yeah, what am I going to use this, right? Because I'm always going to want to go to a gym or I, I love mountain biking outside. But now I use my spin bike all the time and I either jam to music or a lot of times I'll listen to podcasts while I do it. So, yeah. So it's cool. All right. What would one of your favorite days look like from morning till night? What would you do? If you could do anything. Oh, my God. There are so many things that I love to do. I do love to spend time with my kids and cook with them. That's one for sure. Um, All right. And, yeah, I mean, that's simple, and we do it a lot. Yeah, you, you know what? I could see... I mean, even from never meeting you, that your house is filled with a lot of love. I can feel it, like especially. Oh, it truly yeah. is. I, I, I really feel very, very blessed and fortunate to be alive, you know, yeah. and to have, you know, my family and my kids. I, I do wake up every day, you know, just, just thinking about that, you know, what, Lin-Manuel look around look around how lucky we are to be alive right now that's the way i yeah. feel every day ah uh, so nice to hear okay so nice to hear. when i say the word universe what does it mean to you 
oh my god it feels like it brings a sense of purpose when I think about the word universe like why did I come to this universe what is my purpose here on planet earth mm. that's what it brings me to mm, I love that all right Miss Letitia we have to go but before we do tell us every way they can reach you and find you and get your book and get my book it's called latin superfoods it's available wherever books are sold amazon for sure mm -hmm. um you can find me on my website chefleticia.com i am also on instagram leticia morenos schwartz or if you just type chef leticia or if you go to my website chef leticia you can connect with um you know, all of my social media. And please do connect. I love to engage with new clients, new people, new friends, mm. um, you know, anyone that has a question about Brazil, about cooking, about anything at all, please do get in touch. I am so approachable. And don't forget to watch also. Uh, I am now streaming on the best leftovers Ooh. show on Netflix. I can't wait. That's so me. I cannot wait. We're gonna. I'm gonna watch it with the family for sure. Yeah, it's a fun program with the family. Yeah. All right, Letitia, my let's keep it real people. They're gonna tell me we love that woman. Bring her back. Do other oh, things with her. We should do it I, again. This went too yeah, fast. It did. But for now, you know what to do. Please share it with your friends and family. Rate us, like us, check us out on Patreon. We definitely appreciate your support, your love, and your joy. We can feel it all around. And you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.